Hello and welcome to the ETOF 21 Sports Podcast. My name is Eric and I'm the man behind ETOF 21 Sports. We have a great show for you planned today. My boy Brandon's going to be coming on. We're going to be telling you what NHL bets to lock in. Nick, aka NAA Fantasy, him and I are going to tell you how to build a DFS lineup for both the Saturday and Sunday slate. And of course, David, aka Better DP21, him and I are going to tell you what NFL bets to lock in. And as always, the ETOF 21 Sports Podcast is sponsored by Points Bet. Looking for a dependable sports bet, sports book? Go to the App Store, download the Points Bet app, and use promo code ETOF21. That's E T O F T 21 when depositing. That way they know I sent you and you'll get a 100% deposit match. Up to $2,000. If depositing more than $2,000, give me a direct message and I will reach out to my connection there and see what they can do for you. Wow. Uh, disappointing game last night. You know, we did lose the Seattle Seahawks plus the three and a half. They're dead. I mean, Seattle's officially dead. We need to look to fade them moving on probably the rest of the year. 49ers, I get a lot of shit. Um, I've started to talk to one guy a lot more online. He's a huge 49er fan. He's been on him for a while. Uh, props to him um, and his team. I'm sitting at 11-1. to 1. My thought process is, look, I have a quarterback um, starting on the road in his first game, and that is something I'm always going to fade. Did he make some great plays? Oh, my God. He made a couple great plays. That one before the end of the quarter where he's able to go up, get the Seahawks to jump off sides, make a fourth and seven, fourth and two, and the 49ers were able to convert that and extend the drive. I do believe that led to points. And then at the end of the game, he made that slick play while diving to extend, get the first down. He's making some veteran-type plays, and props to him for doing that. He is way better than I expected, but... It was against Seattle. It was against Miami. It was against the Bucks. It's really going to be interesting to see what's going to happen the rest of the year. Is he going to be able to continue this? Is he going to be able to get these wins against playoff-type teams? I'm just pulling up the 49ers. And don't get me wrong. I have the 49ers, like I said, 11-1 to 1 to come out of the NFC. I really like that price. They've won seven in a row. They have the Commanders, the Raiders, and the Cardinals next. That's really not something that's going to be able to exploit, I think, Purdy's disadvantage. Maybe the Commanders, if they're able to get Chase Young back. An interesting thing is, also, do they shut down CMC? He, CMC, last game, last night, 26 carries, 6 receptions. He touched the ball 32 times. 32, that's the most he's touched it this season. It's going to be interesting to see if they shut him down and keep him healthy. You know, they got the Debo injury. It wouldn't Actually, you know what? That's actually a pretty good thought. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they shut him down. And by shutting him down, saving him, because they're obviously going to have to lean on him. And what's going to happen if the 49ers go on this run? Do they stay with Purdy? And Garoppolo is able to come back? There's a lot of different questions. I'm really confused on what they're going to be able to do. But again, like obviously looking at it right now, I really feel that the 49ers or the Eagles are the two teams that are going to come out of this division in the um in the um NFC. Maybe the Lions, if they're able to get in, don't get me wrong, I'd absolutely love to see my Lions in the playoffs, but I don't know if they're gonna be able to get the help because of these goddamn ties that keep happening. I hate ties in the NFL. They, the commanders, the giants, they got the tie and boom, now what happens? Now my boys are one game out and they're completely effing screwed. Uh, also, I'm posting these videos. It kind of cracked me up and I hate, I hate being the guy that talks shit, but I need to say this and it wouldn't be me if I didn't say this. Guys, I do my work. I do my deal diligence. I work at this harder than a lot of people do a lot of stuff and I'm supposed to be making a minute video for those guys over at BTV, why I like a bet. I made a video, minute video why I liked Miami plus the points. And I had one guy comment at me that, the well, 
They're playing for Vincent. They're going to try to win the game for Vincent. Like, Uncle Rico doesn't know that. Uncle Rico finished the college football season plus 54U ROI. Like, Uncle Rico's not doing the goddamn mother effing research and knows that the UAB players were upset when they hired Vincent. No, when they hired Delford and not Vincent. Like, I'm not going to know that. Like I, like, I don't know what, like, dude, you don't get to what I'm doing and not effing understand that. That really pissed me off. Really, really pissed me off. But like I said, enough venting, enough of me bitching. We have a phenomenal show for you tonight, for you today. We're going to start the show off. We're going to dive into some fantasy football. And now we've reached the part of our podcast. We're going to talk some fantasy football. And who better to come on than NAA Fantasy from Twitter, a.k.a. Nick. Nick, how you doing today, my man? Great, Eric. How are you doing? I'm doing lovely. I'm battling Good. with my printer. I love technology. You know, I just I just love it, dude. HP, I freaking love you and your great product. <laughs> um, I love you, printers, too. They're my favorite. <laughs> you're not here to listen to me talk about HP and their <laughs> wonderful products. We're here to talk some fantasy football. Um, basically those tuning in for the first time, Nick and I answer, well, Nick answers your start sit questions. And then after that, Nick and I will build a DFS lineup since there is a Saturday and Sunday slates, we'll be building one for each slate of games. Um, start six. And as always, if you have any start sit questions, you know, shoot me a shoot me a message on Instagram or Twitter. You can shoot Nick's, Nick a message on Twitter. So let's jump into these start six. Uh, first question, Tua versus Watson. Uh, I got to go with Watson here just because of the weather concerns in Buffalo. Uh, there's going to be apparently a lot of snow there again. So I'm leaning towards Watson because the the Finns and Bills are going to run the ball a lot, and it's going to leave Tua with you know low numbers. So. I got to lean towards Watson. He looked a little bit better last week after his second start. So, um, next one, Oof. Tua against Carr. I think I know where you're going here based on your previous answer. <laughs> yeah, again, weather playing a factor here. Carr playing indoors at home in a controlled environment. Um, I think that game could be pretty high scoring too. So I like Carr in this uh, in this situation. Next one, we're shifting our attention to the running back position. Gus Edwards against B-Rob, a.k.a. Brian Robinson. So this one's a little close for me, but I'm going to go with Robinson. Uh, he did well against the Giants last time out with 21 carries and two catches. Robinson seems seems to be taking a little more of the lion's share of the carries uh, over Gibson these days. Gibson only had nine carries uh, in his each of his last two games. So uh, Edwards seems to be splitting carries with Dobbins now that Dobbins is back in the lineup for the Ravens. Um, and last week, Dobbins was the more effective runner. Uh, so I'm going to go with the guy that's getting more opportunities these days. I'm going to go with Brian Robinson. Now, assuming Damian Pierce is out, which it is looking like, Rex Burkhead or A.J. Dillon? Uh, Dillon here dylan in his last two games he's he's had 16.3 and 19.4 fantasy points respectively um based on fan duel points and um burkhead hasn't done anything all year i mean they're going to be well behind in this game and i don't think he's going to get very many opportunities um i think uh kansas city's going to get get out ahead and uh houston's just going to throw the football Van Jefferson, Jacoby Myers, PPR. So from a PPR perspective, Jefferson in six games played this year has only had 13 catches on 27 targets. And last week, Baker Mayfield only targeted him four times and he caught only two passes. Uh, yes, one was for a touchdown. But if you're looking for PPR production, then Jefferson is not going to get it done. Um as Baker is still learning that offense and the Packers are actually fifth in the league versus the pass this year. Uh, I think the Rams will run on the Packers. Uh, obviously the Packers are horrendous against the run. Uh, so I think they're going to run all day and uh, the Raiders are 29th against the pass. So I think Myers, 
I think he's in line for a decent target share and potentially a high-scoring game here. So I like Myers over Jefferson in this one. Robert Woods, 2-2 Atwell, PPR. So Woods is dealing with an illness. Um, I got to see if he's going to – if he practiced today. Uh, but he'll get his targets, assuming Burks doesn't play. Uh, I like 2-2 here, though, because – he can help Baker Mayfield feel more comfortable in that offense with a bunch of short throws um, to Atwell. So I think Atwell, he had five catches last week on nine targets. So I think the chemistry between those two is actually brewing pretty well. Curtis Samuel, Alan Lazard, half point PPR. I actually like Curtis Samuel here. Uh, he had a decent outing against the Giants last week, and Lazard's numbers have actually been trending in the wrong direction over the past four weeks. Uh, Rodgers is really looking at him on third downs to pick up the first down, but he's only been above six targets once in the last four games, and that was against you know the Titans' god-awful pass defense. <laughs> so yeah, I, like, I like Samuel awful. here. Next one. Now, this is a flex. And they're saying they need one of the three. It's a half point PPR. Latavius Murray, Samaji Pirine, or Chris Moore? Uh, Murray didn't get much work last week due to the game getting out of hand early against the uh, Chiefs. And Mac, Marlon Mack actually came in and upstaged him as well. Uh, Arizona's also top 10 against the run this year, so not really looking at Murray. Um, with Mixon back in the lineup, P. Ryan was back to sub five carries last week. Uh, I like Chris Moore here. He caught 10 of 11 targets last week for 124 yards. And Collins looks to be out for the Texans. And Cooks Cooks is dealing with a calf issue still, too. So I don't think Cooks is going to be 100%. So I like Chris Moore here to get um, you know a lot of attention again. Nice. Now, as always, Nick and I are always glad to help with your fantasy football questions for the week. Please feel free to shoot us a DM. Um, you know, we'll answer you in the DM and we'll also talk about it on the podcast. Now, I love this type of year because we get two games. We get two days. Excuse me. We get a Saturday slate and a Sunday slate of games. We're going to be talking about the Saturday slate first. Um, as always, let's start off with the defense. Um, you know, just kind of looking at the defense. What defensively, where do you want to go to start? You know, I want to go cheap with defense. Um, I because of the weather in the Buffalo uh, Miami game, I actually like Miami's defense. I know everybody's commenting about the the weather and how Miami can't play in the cold, but that game's going to be low scoring no matter what um and there could even be some crazy defensive plays that turn into uh some extra points for the defense and miami's only at 3200 they're cheap i think it's a good a good place to go i think the price makes sense here to uh you know open everything else up plus it's an outdoor game and it's cold um you know and then i also have you know let's shift our attention to the quarterback i have some josh allen tidbits that we discussed on my stream, my live stream, the Etop 21 Sports Show earlier in the week. He is averaging 70 yards less passing a game. He's not rushing as much, thus not scoring as many fantasy fo football points as he's done since the arm injury. He's kind of the engine that could. That's another reason why I personally like the Dolphins and agree with you, and a reason why I don't think we should play Josh Allen. Um, you know, so that leaves us with Tua. I kind of feel Tua is in the same ballpark, outdoor game, possible weather. I don't want anything to do with Deshaun Watson. Huntley, you know, he's hurt. We don't know what to get. I think we either have to go with Cousins or Matt Ryan in the controlled indoor environment. What do you think? Totally agree. Um, but uh, I, I have more trust in Kirk Cousins than Matt Ryan at this point. Um, you know... Cousins, I think he's QB 11 on the season. He's gone over 20 points in three games at home, and that's kind of like the bar we're looking for. I really feel like playing up in um, these outdoor games is a mistake, and we really need to focus on attacking these indoor games. With that being said, 
do you think we do Jonathan Taylor as the high price option at the running back position? For sure. Um, you know, the Vikings are allowing 21.5 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs and have given up the fourth most fantasy points per game to opposing running backs in the last four games. So I think I think it's worth it to go with Taylor at 9,000. Um, and Kirk Cousins, again, back to him, he's only 7,500, uh, which is a decent price. Which is decent. And by playing him, it kind of opens some stuff up. Exactly. Now, Let's shift our attention to the um, – now let's go to the wide receiver position, um, you know, because in that – I'll just be honest and I'll say it. I don't think we should play Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook has really been struggling his last four games. Uh, and with us having cousins, it really doesn't make sense for us to have a quarterback and a running back in the same game. Now, on the smaller slates, it's completely different when we have these multiple game slates. It allows us to do some stacking. Is there someone on the on the Vikings side of the ball that you'd be looking to stack him with? Yeah, uh, I want to go all out with Justin Jefferson. Um, he's 9,100, obviously most expensive, but he, you know, last week he had 11 catches for 223 yards. The Lions were basically just like letting him have his yards and his catches. Wouldn't let him get into the end zone, but, um, you know, Indy can play the same strategy against him and uh, just let him get his his catches and his yards, but, uh, you know, try to keep them from scoring touchdowns. Um, you know, Jefferson's going to get his 10 plus targets a game. Uh, he had, he's, he's had seven catches for 95 or a touchdown in nine of his, of last 10. And he's averaging eight catches for 125 yards on 11 targets a game. Uh, I think he's worth it. When you're getting that much production, you kind of have to kind of go with it. And we kind of saw the lions last week. They're just like, Hey man, you go, go do you, you know, we're not, yeah, you know, we're going to stop everyone else. <laughs> um, you know, I kind of feel with the weather concerns, we just look to add someone else. Um, is there anyone else in the Colts uh, Vikings game you think we should put in this bad boy? Yeah, I think a low priced option on the other side, on the Colts side, is Alex Pierce. Uh, the Vikings secondary is giving up the second most fantasy points to outside receivers and the second highest rate of explosive passes downfield. Um, eight target outing last week uh, for Pierce. He had four catches for 86 and a touchdown against the Cowboys. Um, I mean, as we know, the Vikings secondary is not good. And uh, I think, I think he's in for a, a, a decent line at only 5,700. I like that. I like that thought. Now we have to get to the elephant in the room. I mean, tight end, Gusecki's basically a non-factor, even if it's healthy weather. So that basically leaves us with Dawson Knox, David Njoku, TJ Hawkinson, or Mark Andrews. In terms of tight end, what position do you think we should go to? I still think we got to go with Andrews. He's 6,500. I know he disappointed last week, but I mean, <laughs> the pickings are slim here, as you mentioned. Um, and with the history with Huntley, it looks like Huntley's going to play. I think we need to play him here. Um, you know, and the linebackers from the Browns are bad in coverage. And I think this matchup for the Ravens uh, will is good for Andrews. So. Uh, if Huntley doesn't play, then we'd look at a different direction, but I'm assuming yeah, Huntley's going to play. Huntley's yeah. going to play. Um, all right, so now on the Brown side of the ball, you know, just kind of looking at it, Nick Chubb historically has struggled against the Ravens. He's only gone over 100 yards once, averaging 60 yards in a game. Um, is there somebody that, you know, let's Peoples Jones or a Amari Cooper or a David Bell – or Njoku in the flex, who on the Cleveland side of the ball can we look to get involved in this? I like Peoples-Jones. Uh, he's only 6,500. And since Watson's taken over, Peoples-Jones is actually leading the Browns in targets. Um, you know, with Cooper being shadowed by Humphreys or Peters, or Peters will be guarding Peoples-Jones. And I think that's a positive matchup that uh, Watson's going to go after. Um and in the last meeting, he did have six catches for 71 yards. Um, I think he's a viable option at 6,500 there. 
Now, let's shift our attention. We have the running back and the flex. Um, I really do feel, though, that we need to get a piece of the late game. Yeah. How – who do you think we need to go with? Uh, in the running back spot? Yeah. So, um, James Cook is, um, you know, 5,300 there. And um, I think we need to – uh, go with him in that snowy weather. Uh, the Bills are going to look to lean on the run game. Um, and we started to see Cook play more and more as he gets better in pass protection as well. Um, he only played five fewer snaps in Singletary and touched the ball four fewer times. Um, you know, I expect that this will be the first week that he gets more playing time and touches than Singletary. I think they're going to start trending that way. Now, that leaves us with 7,200. Um is there somebody that you're looking to add on? Is there someone that's getting getting your palate wet, so to speak? You know, I know we have 7,200, but the options in there, you know, I actually like Raheem Mostert. Uh, he's only 6,200. Um, you know, again, weather concerns, they're going to run the ball. The Finns are going to run the ball. The Bills are going to run the ball. Uh, obviously, we're, we don't want to go after Hill or Waddle. Uh, in the past game because Tua is not going to get them the ball. Um, so I think uh, the Finns will need to run the ball to take the pressure off of Tua. Uh, I like Mostert here at 6,200. Um, so there you have it. That's our lineup. Miami's defense, Justin Jefferson, Dante Peoples-Jones, Alex Pierce in the wide receiver position, Mark Andrews in the tight end, Raheem Mostert in the flex, James Cook, Jonathan Taylor, and Kurt Cousins at the quarterback position. Now we're going to shift our attention to the Sunday build. Just real quick, um, it was just announced that Russell Wilson is out this Sunday, which, let's face it, we all kind of knew like that was going to happen. Um, now, in the Sunday build, I really think it's important that we nail the quarterback position just because we cannot – get behind the eight ball. We need to get a quarterback in there that can get 20 points. Um, I know personally for me, the way I look at it, the quarterbacks that could get 20, Mahomes, Hurt, Herbert, Fields, um, Derek Carr, and possibly Mac Jones. That's my list. Is there anyone there that you're a little bit interested in? I really like Justin Herbert this week. Um, you know, he's playing Tennessee's defense. <laughs> Tennessee's pass defense is trash. And um, Herbert's going to spread the ball around. So I like him for the reason that I don't want to target just one single wide receiver or running back for the Chargers because he he just spreads it around. You know, everybody's getting targets. Everybody's getting catches. Um, so I like Herbert here to, um, you know, for sure get over 20 points. Yeah, I mean, it's tough not to go. He's been playing at an insane level. And plus, I think we're starting to see – he took that big hit where he had that rib injury. I think now we're starting to see him be healthy. Mike Williams there opened stuff up along with Keenan Allen. So I absolutely love Justin Herbert at 8,300. Now, with that being said, I think the next thing we need to go down to is the tight end position. The tight end position is really interesting this week just because there is no Mark Andrews. We can play up for Travis Kelsey, but is there a lower budget option you're kind of looking at? Yes. Um, I don't, I don't think Kelsey is going to be worth it this week. Um, I love your boy, Juwan Johnson. Uh, If he goes, which he's trending in that direction for the, for the saints, um, He's only 5,200, opens things up for the rest of the lineup. Um, you know, he scored a touchdown in the last three games where he was active, and he scored in five of five of his six games. So, you know, his last three games, he's actually finished as tight end five, four, and four. I, I think, you know, you got to go with a guy who's low budget, but he's getting it done. If he ends up a top five uh, tight end at only 5,200, I mean, you're set. You're golden. And he's kind of established himself as that red zone target. Yeah. Um, so now with that being said, we got Herbert. We have our um, tight end. 
Now I think we need to shift our attention to the defensive position. I just mentioned how Russell Wilson is out. So that means we're getting Brett Ripkin against Colt McCoy. I'm seeing the Broncos who are one of the better defenses in the national football league priced all the way down at 3,700 bucks. I think this is a missed price. And I think this is something we need to take advantage of. Yeah, absolutely. At home um, against a backup quarterback. Um, I do love Colt McCoy. I do have a little, you know, a little bit in my heart for Texas McCoy, since I'm a Texas yeah, Longhorn yeah, fan. I know. You're a Texas Longhorn. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. But but I I love the Broncos defense at home against the Cardinals at only 3,700. Now, so we got the Broncos defense, Jawan Johnson, Justin Herbert. Let's shift our attention to the running back position. Now, obviously, you know, we're not going Kelsey here. The Chiefs are playing the Texans. Texans are the worst against the run in terms of allowing fantasy point court fantasy points to opposing running backs. Is there a running back that you're looking at? Yeah. Isaiah Pacheco. Um, uh, he's, he's the guy I want in that Kansas city game on the, on the Kansas city side. Uh, you know, most people are probably going to go with McKinnon because he had an insane week last week, but I want to go in the different direction. I want to go with Pacheco running the ball. Um, you know, he's averaging 17.2 touches per game since week 10 and averaging 11 fantasy points. He's going to get his workload because uh, Kansas City should be ahead. And um, he's just going to he's going to run it out. He should get he should get, uh, you know, about 18 carries and um, hopefully he gets it over 100 yards. And hopefully he get a touchdown. If we get him that too, he gets 1800. You get 70 and a tutty, that'd be great. Um, yes. And I really think people are going to look to go to McKinnon. McKinnon is obviously more the pass catching back. So I think <clears throat> I think that's kind of a good play. Uh, next, is there another running back you're kind of looking at? Looking at Miles Sanders. Uh, the last four weeks, the Bears have given up the fourth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. And in that time, Sanders is averaging 17.5 fantasy points. Uh, for the season, he's RB8 and averaging 13.7 points per game for the whole season. He's 7,800. Um, you know, the Bears, obviously, their their run defense is not great. And I think that's a good spot for Sanders to continue his success. Is there been a more quieter running back that has over 1,000 yards? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean... Uh, Sanders uh, surprised me this year, um, but good for him. <laughs> I mean, like, literally, he has the fifth most rushing yards, okay? Yeah. Um, he has the third most touchdowns. You know what I mean? He's having such a great year, and, like, nobody's talking about it. Yeah. Um. Next, we need to shift our attention over to the wide receiver position. We have a good chunk of change left. Is there a wide receiver that you're kind of looking at that's on the higher-priced option? Yeah, uh, Devontae Adams. Um, you know, with the season that Josh Jacobs has had, we expect that the Patriots are going to, you know, take him away. The, the, the Bill Belichick method of taking away your, you know, the thing you do that. Yeah, the thing you do best. And Jacobs is obviously – I mean, Adams obviously is having a great year too, but Jacobs is having a, a really good year. They're going to try to take that away. Um, you know, Adams is a target monster. Carr loves him. You know, so I expect uh, I expect Devontae Adams to uh, get 10-plus targets here and give us a, a good show. And have a little bounce back. Hit a little bit of a down week. He's kind That's of true. in line for a little bit of a bounce back. Um, now – I really like this guy. This guy's won me some money in his props the last couple weeks. Plays for my Detroit Lions. How do you feel about DJ Shark? That's a that's a good one. He's only sixty one hundred, and uh, his last three games, he's wide receiver fifteen, averaging thirteen point one fantasy points during that time. So he's he's averaging six targets per game with Sauce Gardner shadowing St. Brown. I think uh, you know he's going to get that uptick in targets this week. So I think that's a good play. And also huge news for the Lions: Zach Wilson is starting that game. So yeah. that is absolutely <laughs> huge news for the Lions. Yeah. Um, 
Next, let's shift our attention. We have one more wide receiver left. Is there who do you want to put in that last wide receiver position? So I spoke about him earlier in the uh, podcast where we were talking about the uh, flex sit start. Uh, Chris Moore from the Texans. Again, Cooks isn't Cooks probably if he plays, he's not going to be a hundred percent. Collins isn't going to play. This is going to be a positive game script for Chris Moore uh, because they're going to have to throw the ball. I mean, they're playing against, you know, one of the highest scoring offenses in the league. And, um, you know, he's coming off an 11 target game and he caught 10 of those targets for 124. And the Chiefs have actually, I mean, they're going to be down by a ton. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to, they're going to have to air it out. I mean, the Chiefs have actually given up the fourth most fantasy points per game to out to opposing outside wide receivers and the third most to the slot wide receivers. So I think Chris Moore is, uh, you know, he's going to be in for a great game again. And he's only 6,000. Now we have some options at the flex. Is there a player in the flex that you're looking at? I like David Montgomery. Um, you know, in his last three games, he's averaging 18 touches a game and 14 fantasy points per game. Um, you know, with the injuries to Bears playmakers and the Eagles defending the run being their weakness, I think uh, I think Montgomery's in for a good game here. I think he's going to be under-owned too. Now, the reason I think he's going to be under-owned is I think people are going to just – not play him and play Justin Fields or what they're going to do is they're going to look to play. um, Oh my God, Herbert, just because Herbert's coming back. I'm always really leery about playing these guys that are coming back from like injuries. You know what I mean? Like even all multiple weeks, we do have 6,800 left, Um, you know, just kind of giving a glance like players in that range. I want nothing to do with Hollywood Brown. Cortland Sutton, Pierce, Hurt, Hurt, Fournette, no. DJ Moore, no. Yeah. You know, Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, Hurt, Hurt. Um, you know, I don't want anything to do with Swift. You know, I I just think with what we have available, I think it, this is the best play to go with Montgomery. He, in my eyes, I know people think Herbert's his god, but Herbert, I don't think Herbert is that good. So I definitely like um, – I definitely like David Montgomery. So, yeah, I like him too. I think um, I think you're right about Herbert. I don't want to put him in there because I'm not sure what he's going to, uh, how many carries he's going to get. I mean, uh, like last week with J.K. Dobbins, Dobbins um, for the Ravens, you know, surprised with 15 carries, but I really don't think the Bears are going to do that with Herbert. Um, so, and I think a lot of people, you're right, are going to go with, they're going to put fields in the lineup over, over a bears running back because, um, because of his production. Exactly. Exactly. There you have it. So the lineup for Sunday's games is we're going Justin Herbert, Miles Sanders, Isaiah Pacheco, Devonte Adams, Chris Moore, DJ Shark, Dewan Johnson, Monte Williams, and the Denver Broncos defense. Wow. You know, I think, I think we can make some money. I think we can make some money definitely in your 50, 50 contest, Nick, I'd like to thank you for coming on again this week. We're going to be back here every single Friday at the podcast throughout the whole NFL season, telling you the DFS lineup to build. And um, who knows, maybe next week there's a Thursday standalone game. Maybe it'll be a special little Thursday segment on the YouTube channel. We're still discussing that. Nick, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media? Well, thanks again, Eric. It's always a pleasure. Um, you can always find me at NAA Fantasy on Twitter. We have reached the part of the podcast where we give out some NFL bets. And David, a.k.a. Better DP21, survived his, his Bills game, survived jumping through the table with Bills Moppies back. How you doing today, my man? Doing great, doing great. You know, really enjoyed that win last week. It was uh, it was an amazing game to be at. Felt like we were in a snow globe, all in ski gear, and you know, just uh, watching a great game, and then watching the Bills win and the Jets cover, just like I hoped for. Win win. Hey, you know what? I had the Jets. It was a phenomenal cover. Mike White took a nasty hit um, during our pre-show talk. We were talking about the Jets, but you know, Schefter has tweeted out that. Mike White can't get medically cleared, so it's Zach Wilson is going. So the 
that play has been taken off the board for us. We uh, we're, you know, business casual four and last week, bringing our record up to 22, 11 and one that makes us 65%. That's pretty good. My friend. Yeah. That's not bad at all. Anything over 60, you're, you're doing well. So, um, you know, we're going to dive in those watching for the first time. How it goes is David gives a, um, a first half bet. I give a player prop Then we each give a side. So David, let's jump right into it. What is your first half bet? Yeah. For the first half games I'm looking at, um, I'm looking at the best edge in first half with the uh, Titans and chargers uh, looking at the over 23. Um, I see this as being closer to a, you know, 30 point, 30 to 31 point type of average for the first half between these teams. And, and both of their defenses are not great. They're, you know, kind of sitting more middle of the pack with, you know, a lot of things here, you know, both in rushing defense. I mean, you got Titans at 14 Chargers at 24 uh, Titans passing defense a little bit better, but you know, with the weapons that the Chargers have been getting back lately on offense, I, I think they'll actually be able to hold their own um, with that respect. So you know, uh, I'm I'm looking for more of a shootout in the first half and, and probably for the full game. But between this and when I look at the actual full game, uh, line's a little tighter uh, when, I, when I look at the full game. But I think right now where the uh, advantage lies is, you know, looking at that uh, total of 23 and, and seeing that we got pretty much like a seven-point edge, seven to eight-point edge of, uh, you know, in our favor for the over. I see. I think that game is going to be high scoring as well. You got a team that can't stop a pass and a team that can't stop the run. I mean, right. like it's, I think it's going to be pretty, uh, pretty high scoring. My player prop, I'm doing a little differently this week. I've been giving out a lot, pretty much all overs, but we're going to go to an under. We are going Nick Chubb under 75 and a half yards rushing. He's only gone over this total in three career games against the Ravens. He's averaging 60 yards per game against the Ravens. On top of that, the Ravens give up the third fewest rushing yards per game at 68.6 yards per game. And then this, I found this interesting. Without Watson, 94 yards rushing. Hmm. With Watson, now granted, it's only a two-game sample size. All right. One game was against the Texans, the worst team in the league defending the run, only 57 yards, and he's getting less carries. His carries have dropped down, too. He's getting two fewer carries a game. So with Watson coming back, Chubb's production has dropped a little bit. So, yeah, I'm going Nick Chubb under 75 and a half yards rushing. You know, I don't. I don't hate it. I mean, when you look at the the Ravens rushing defense, they're in the top 10, ranked number nine, you know, based on the stats that I'm looking at. Um, it, it would make sense to line up with that. I mean, the more mouths to feed in terms of the run, uh, especially with a rushing quarterback like Watson, um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, splitting the other carries with the other running back there uh, with Hunt. So, yeah, I probably not a bad move. <laughs> I like it. I like that play a lot. Uh Side, what are you going to, my friend? Okay, so side, I'm actually probably going right back to the same same game, Titans and Chargers. Um, you know, I, I'm looking at this game, and I'm looking at the Los Angeles Chargers minus three. Um, I actually have them winning by a little bit better than a touchdown, similar to last night with San Francisco. I had San Francisco kind of, you know, an edge of, seven and a half to eight points and they won by eight points. Um, But, you know, in this chargers game, I, I, again, like I mentioned earlier, right? Like I kind of look at it as a shootout game Uh, at the same point. I do like them where they're at with their rushing attack. I like the offensive weapons they've gotten back uh, for Herbert, Um, you know, on the opposite end for Tennessee, you know, Traylon Burks is going to be out again for them more, more than likely. I don't think he's going to get medically cleared uh, by tomorrow. I haven't seen updates today to tell you if he already is ruled out or not, but I have him on my fantasy team and I have him on my bench for that reason. Um, but at the same point, you know, as I look at just kind of the numbers across the board, you know, the 
the Tennessee defense is is pretty good. Like I'm not I'm not discounting them, but I, I find them kind of middle of the pack with their rushing defense. And I think that's where the Chargers are going to find a little more success to open up the pass. And, you know, on the opposite end, um, Tennessee there, I think, is also looking at, you know, uh, a middle of the road, you know, rushing and passing defense. So I kind of see this as a little bit of a coin flip, but a better edge for the Chargers at home in this case. Um, You know, I just I really think that the Chargers are putting something together here for the stretch run to find a playoff spot. Looking at the Chargers country. Now, keep in mind, this is a Chargers fan account on Twitter. Treon Burks is out. He's yep. this is the only person that I know is out. And, uh, you know, that's, I don't know. I like going on what Chargers country is saying, Burks is out. So, I don't know. No word from Chef. I actually, I actually just looked at my latest uh, feed as well, and they, they did rule him out for Sunday already. Oh, he's out. Okay. Yep. So, Burks is out. That's definitely a big blow to the passing game. Um, yep. So, yeah, I, I'm i against you, though. I, I like the Titans in that game. I'm sorry, but I know. I know. <laughs> That's my boy, Vrabel. That's my boy. I hear you. Um, my side, and I'm doing – you know what? There's certain guys I like taking as dogs and certain guys I like fading as favorites. I'm going with Mike Tomlin. You know, he's 60, 60% ATS is a road dog. Getting three points or less. Line's at three right now. He's 58%. Um, no, getting three points or less, excuse me, 64%. 58% ATS after a loss. I know a lot of people are making a big thing about this Panthers defense. It's still a bottom third defense in the league, 19th DVOA. They're giving up 128.8 yards rushing per game. So I think Harris and, um, oh, my God, I'm spacing it. Warren are going to be able to run the ball against the um, against the Panthers. And even if you have Trubitsky or Mason Rudolph going, that will take less pressure off them to make plays. Even though Prickett – Pickett did practice today. He's listed as doubtful, but everyone's really careful with the concussion stuff now, rightfully so. But, uh, you know, being able to run the ball on him, I think that's going to help. And plus, it's really hard for me to trust Sam Darnold winning with margin. You know what I mean? Like, not just to win, but to win and to win by three points or more. He's 33% ATS. I... I think this Panthers team is being a little bit overvalued because they just beat the Broncos who aren't that good. They just beat Seattle who we're seeing is not that good. Who's been overachieving. I'm selling the Panthers right now. I'm buying the Steelers. I'm buying Tomlin as a dog. I think even though they can't make the playoffs, them having that winning record for him is something that they're going to fight for. I'll take the Steelers here plus the three all day. Yeah, I mean, you know, between the two, I think the only thing that, you know, for me, it's a stay away game. I mean, you're talking about a banged up quarterback for Pittsburgh, as you mentioned, they're already out, um, you know, from a playoff picture, I think. And, uh, you know, the Panthers, (laughs) somebody's got to win the NFC South. I don't know. (laughs) Like, you know, it's just, it's amazing how (laughs) all those teams are shaping up down there. Um, I, I hear you in terms of fading on them. Uh, they're at home, but you know, with the injury to the QB in Pittsburgh, I think is the only reason that I wouldn't, you know, maybe just be on that side. Um, I'd probably just stay away. Like I mentioned outside of that, I, I do have my lines actually exactly even with Vegas. And anytime I see that, you know, values with the dog and that's, that's Pittsburgh plus three all day. Dogs are barking, man. Dogs are barking. Um, David, I'd like to thank you for coming on. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Yes, sir. As always, anybody looking, you know, talk shop, anything we can do for you with the uh, NFL, college football, basketball, anything that we're looking at, any game that you want to talk shop on, find me on Twitter, Instagram, better DP, better with an OR. Guys and girls, make sure you give David a follow. He knows his stuff. Until next week, my friend. All right. Thank you, sir. Well, look who's coming back to the podcast at Boston Boy. 83 aka brandon to talk some nhl brandon how you doing today my man i'm good how about yourself it's friday it's friday you know christmas is around the corner hit my first college football bowl bet you know the red hawks of miami of ohio plus the plus the ten and a half 
uh, you know, good stuff going on. You know, we got some NHL coming on. You're starting to come on, do a little bit more NHL. Uh, I don't mean to brag, but Anders Lee back to back weeks going over two and a half shots, man. You know, uh, yeah, you know, uh, it's been going good. Um, you know, you, uh, we have a player prop we both agree on. Yeah, uh, we uh, you have a parlay that's plus three sixty three, and you have an underdog that you're liking for tonight, Friday, uh, December sixteenth. So why don't we jump right into it? What is your parlay that you like tonight? So my parlay is going to start with the Islanders money line minus one seventy eight over the Phoenix Coyotes. I like the over five and a half in that game. I see a lot of goals being scored. Period. No reason to even go into detail. The Minnesota Wild are 16 and 11, playing the 7 and 17 Blackhawks, which sorry for everybody in Chicago, but you guys are not dominant anymore. Uh, so minus one and a half uh, going for the Wild. That's my three team parlay for tonight with only three games being played. Nice, juicy plus 363. Um, and then in terms of, you said you like an upset. What is your upset you kind of like tonight? So if I wanted to, if I wanted to just lean for an underdog tonight, I like the Blues. They're eight and eight on the road. They're playing the Flames, who are thirteen and eleven. They're ten and five at home. But to be able to grab them at plus two and some change as underdogs when they basically have the same record and you have that big of a swing, yeah, I like the Blues and upset. Now, the player prop. God, I feel like. I feel dirty doing this player prop. <laughs> hey, can I can I read off his stats over his last five games? Yeah, let's read them off. Read them off, man. Give it to me. So, ice total ice time, 23 minutes, 16, 17, 23, 23. Goals, three goals in the last five games. Three assists in the last five games. Zero shots on goal, zero shots on goal. Four shots on goal, five shots on goal, one shot on goal. What is your player prop that we're both agreeing on today? Clayton Keller, over two and a half shots on goal. The starting wing for the horrible Arizona Coyotes, who beat my Boston Bruins, but we won't go there. So this is to me, this comes down to a matchup. He's gone, he went over the total in the one time they've played against the Islanders this year and then also he's played nine career games against the islanders and he's gone over this total six of the nine games so you know and the one time and the two times that he didn't were uh no he hasn't gone over it three times one in two in one in 2018 one in 2019 and then um one uh one earlier this year in uh on january 21st i look he's historically gone over, you know, you gotta, when you see someone that has the trend of constantly going over and you're getting plus plus one twenty five, you have to bet it. So Clayton Keller over two and a half shots at plus plus one twenty five for the Arizona coyotes. You gotta love that. You gotta love that. He is averaging over his last five games, 28 shifts a game. Yes. So he is getting some ice time. Oh, he, his ice time is his last two games are 23 minutes, which is, yeah. huge. So, you know, he's, he's getting some ice time. So you got to like that. So and most likely Arizona is going to be playing from behind. So what are they going to do? They're going to throw shots on net as much as they can to try and get a goal. So I like that player prop. And then for it to be at a juicy 125 for a first round seventh pick overall in the 2016 draft. Mm-hmm. I like it. You got to like it. You got to like it. Um, dude, NASCAR right around the corner, my friend. Are you excited? Ah, oh, dude, I'm pumped. February, my man. Right right around the corner. Um, you know, and then uh, that's transition just a little bit since, since, since you're on. We have a couple free minutes. Um, and I'm not saying this to be an a-hole because you're a Boston guy. Here it comes. What do you think – going into the off season are the three biggest things that the Patriots have to address. 
My biggest concern before I even say what we should address, my biggest concern of all these rumors of Tom Brady returning to New England. As a TB12 fan and a longtime Pats fan, I don't want that. As cool as it would be to have him back and he can still move the ball down the field and, and win games, you're then at that point probably trading Mac Jones, who won't even get into him, hit or miss. But you're having to restart all over again. Like, I want to see Mac play another year. Like, I want to, I want to see all this. Our offensive line cannot pass block for anything. We can run block all day because the guys are going downhill. But we can't pass block. I want to see Matt Patricia get fired and move back to defensive coordinator. He, he can't play call at all. I get it. I was listening to Boston Radio the other day, and all these fans were calling in saying, well, of course, if there's no time to throw the ball, you got to run a screen. you got to run a screen, run the ball, run a screen. Run. You can't win football games by doing that. So I think offensive line is going to be one of our biggest things. Season. Another big thing is don't bring TB12 back. And I think we're truly missing a deep threat. And everybody wants to say Parker's that deep threat. He might have been with Miami, but he's not with New England. And that's where I'm frustrated. If you look at the, the, the core, Hunter Henry, great tight end. Uh, Smith, great tight end. Uh, Aguilar, Parker, Jacoby Myers. Like you have really good receivers, but you don't have anybody that the defense is really terrified of. So I think grabbing a receiver, which there's rumors already, but it's more speculation based off of the mic'd up conversation that they heard between Hopkins and Belichick, that the Pats might try and go after Hopkins next season. Um, Yeah, it's definitely interesting to see what's going to happen with them. They're kind of in a weird spot right now. Uh, I think it's safe to assume that Mac Jones isn't the guy. And uh, yeah. they got to kind of figure out what they need to do with uh, – quarterback position brandon thanks for stopping by why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media my friend boston boy 83 twitch twitter and instagram make sure you give brandon a follow he's going to be here every single week and we're going to be telling you what nhl to best to lock in we'll talk next week my friend awesome thanks my dude that's it for this week's podcast. Please make sure to give my boys, David, a.k.a. Better DP 21 a follow on Instagram and Twitter. My boy, NAA Fantasy, a follow on Twitter. And my boy, Brandon, at BostonBoy83, a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Guys, Christmas is around around the corner. We are planning to have an episode, but as you know, stuff can always change in my crazy world. So make sure to check out the ETOF21 Sports Show this Tuesday live. Jack from the DRF Sportsbook is going to be stopping by. Him and I are going to, are going to talk some NFL, and Gino is going to be telling you his horse racing bet of the day. Also, the ETOF 21 Sports podcast will be back next week. Make sure to set those reminders. Handing out lots of winners. I appreciate all you guys. Like, subscribe, leave a review. And uh, you know what? Let's make some money, boys and girls.